coming up. And we should not be still trapped or slaves to the old ways, the old life. And that old life should not be giving us joy like that as we reflect on it. Something's not right. We can't glory in the old life. We need to glory in the new life. And this is what we need to do to prepare for the new travelers. Because if we don't do this and get rid of those old things, then when the new travelers come, they're not going to have a place to sit. Y'all, the plane's going to be full. <laughs> Y'all get this? Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We may not want to hear this, but all human beings are often motivated by things that aren't very good. Whether we accept it or not, there is evil in our hearts. Thankfully, when we let Jesus Christ take the lead in our lives, He can regenerate our motives. Join us for the message series, Travelers from the Heart, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us to examine the things in our hearts that motivate many of our actions. Here's the third message in the series, Getting New Travelers, Part 2. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to talk about those new travelers in our next message of the series. But the idea is this, that the new travelers will come into the plane and 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 push the old travelers right, right. to second class yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the new travelers will become yeah. first class in our in our in our, in our hearts mm -hmm. since since we got to live with both of them right yeah. right we we need to put the evil travelers in the in second class mm -hmm. and put the new travelers in first class Right. Y'all walking with me here. Right. We need the new right. travelers to dictate. We need right. the new travelers to have to have the have the, the convenience yes. to give them the the yeah. bigger space, the larger seat, right. <laughs> the more more leg room in our hearts. We need right. the new travelers to be able to relax and chill and you know enjoy the, the the ride in our heart and get the old travelers back to second class. Right. And right. that's the goal. That's what we need to do. And again, we're going to talk about these new travelers in our next message. Move them back to coach. Huh? We need to move them back to coach. Yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. we got to ride with them, right. you know, we got, right. they got They're going to be on the plane, mm -hmm. but we need to put them in their place. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And God yeah. is going to give us new travelers. Yeah. Again, we'll talk more about that. So, but this takes us to another question. Mm -hmm. What must I do to get new travelers in my heart? <laughs> What must I do? See, God, are we already seen, God's going to do his part yeah. to give us a new heart, to put his spirit in us so we can get new travelers. But it doesn't stop there. We still have to do our part. Mm -hmm. If we're going to overcome the evil in our heart, God's going to do his part. Mm -hmm. But I have to do my part. You have to do your part to overcome the evils. And God says there's something that we should do to get these new travelers. And I want to give you a few things that we must do to get the new travelers. The first is this. I must prepare my heart to receive them. I must prepare my heart to receive the new travelers. Right, right. All right. <laughs> Look what it says here in 2 Chronicles 12, 
13 and 14. King Rehoboam established himself firmly in Jerusalem and continued as king. He was 41 years old when he became king. He reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen for, out of all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. All right, I'm going to stop for a minute so you can track with me here. <clears throat> Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. Solomon was the son of King David. And Rehoboam, as the text just told us, became king at the age of 41. He was king for 17 years. Right? And he was king in the city where God established his name. We talked about God concerned about his name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, King, king Rehoboam is the king of the city that's set to declare his name. Mm -hmm. Then the text reads on. It says his mother's name was Nama, Nama. She was an Ammonite. Verse 14. Speaking of King Rehoboam, he did evil because he had he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. Hmm. Y'all see this? <laughs> Rehoboam, who's the king? Mm -hmm in the city of God's name, did evil. And the reason he did evil, the text tells us, was because he didn't set his heart. He didn't prepare his heart. Yeah. He didn't prepare his heart to receive the good travelers the, you know, of, uh, that you need in your heart. He right. didn't prepare it mm -hmm. to receive them. Okay. God was, God was going to send the new travelers, but Rehoboam was supposed to prepare his heart as king of his people. Make sure they had reservations. Right. <laughs> they had a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That they could, they could even get, get into the, his, his heart wasn't prepared. His heart, his, the, the new travelers had no place. And the scripture's clear. He did evil because his heart wasn't prepared or set. Look yeah. what it says here in Second Chronicles, the same verse, um, 12 and 14 in the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. It says, and he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. Yeah. So part of what we have to do to get the new travelers is prepare our hearts or set our hearts. That's our job. And if we don't set our hearts, inevitably, we're going to do evil. I guarantee you that. That goes true for every day of your life. If you don't set your heart on a given day, all right? to do the will of God, you don't set your heart, I, I, you, trust me, you go out into the world and you ain't set your heart or prepared your heart to do right, to live for God that day, that day, it's gonna be a whole bunch of stuff coming out yeah, your mouth that shouldn't true. be coming, there's gonna be a whole things you doing because you, you ain't even prepared. Mm -hmm. Some of us can be a witness to that, right? Yes. Amen. You're not Go even prepared ahead. to follow God that day. Mm -hmm. 
And this was the, 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 the situation with King Rehoboam. And I'm so glad the scripture is so clear here that the, his evil actions was a result of an unprepared heart. Yeah. A heart that wasn't set mm -hmm. to seek the Lord. Yeah. It just wasn't. Look what it says here in Colossians 3, um, five, 1 through 5. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. <laughs> Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Let's stop right there for a moment. <laughs> this is real clear. Since you've been raised with Christ, it says set your hearts and set your minds on heavenly things or things above not things on this earth. Yeah. And we got people, you by your own um, um, proclamation, you guys said with the chat question, you, you, what do you see people doing the most? Setting their heart on things here. New house, new car, new jobs. And it's not that that those things are necessarily wrong. What's yeah. wrong is that they you set the you are more concerned about those things mm -hmm. than you are heavenly things. Right. And you can say you're concerned about heavenly things, but let me tell you, if I check your calendar and look at your pocketbook and your and your bank statements, it'll tell me what's what you most concerned about, mm -hmm. what you're thinking about the most, where your heart is set the most. Oh yeah, it it, it, it speaks. It speaks. And here the text is saying, set your heart on things above. Your mind on things above, not things here on earth. Mm -hmm. And then it reads on in verse three, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, Christ is your life. He's talking to believers. As believers, Christ should be our life. Right, right. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. So we see some of the things that Jesus listed right. when he talked about the evils of our heart right here. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to receive the new travelers, we have a part to play. And one of those things is to prepare our hearts to receive them. The second thing that we have to do is I must seek God with all my heart. Mm -hmm. I got to seek God. So I prepare my heart and then I got to seek it. I got to seek God with my heart. I got to prepare my heart to seek God. Amen. Look what it says in 2 Chronicles 12, 14. He did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. All right, I'm reading again the same passage. I'm just focusing on the seeking part. <laughs> We're still talking about Rehoboam. He did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. And then the New Living Translation says, I just read the NIV. The New Living Translation says for the same verse, but he was an evil king. For he did not seek the Lord with all his heart. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Talking about Rehoboam. Now, let me tell you another story concerning Rehoboam so you can see how he was evil. When he became king, he, <laughs> he took the, he, he went to the advisors who had advised his father and um, Solomon. And Solomon, um, though he had his issues, he was a good king. Mm -hmm. And he, there was advisors that Solomon had. Remember Solomon had asked for wisdom and God gave him just great wisdom, right? And, uh, and blessed him, blessed his everything about him. He went to the advisors, the older people the, who had advised his father and to get advice on how he should make some decisions with his kingship. And he didn't listen to them. He chose to listen to his peers. <laughs> Instead, his, his, the old advisors told him to, you know, relax, you know, don't put too much pressure on the strain on the people. Uh, the young folks said, no, you need to put your thumb down even harder on them. And he listened to his peers and not to the older advisors that had advised his father, who was a good king. Mm -hmm. And guess what it cost him? He was the king of all of Israel and his disobedience or his decision to, to listen to his peers cost him 10, 10 of the 12 tribes. Wow. He lost control of leadership of 10 of the 12 tribe, yeah. tribes. So he became only king of two <laughs> when he was king of 12. Mm -hmm because he listened to his peers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just an example of how Rehoboam messed up mm -hmm. and Ian yeah. did evil. Yeah. And so, um, so now I wanna talk to you about another king, Josiah, who didn't go that route of doing evil, who prepared his heart, who sought God, Look what it says here in 2 Chronicles 34, 1 and to 3a. It says, uh, Josiah was eight years old when he became king. Eight years old, y'all. Wow. When he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years, mm -hmm. he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father David not turning aside to the right or to the left. Now I'm gonna pause for a moment just so you can get context here. It said he did right was what was in his eyes of his father, David. Now, David wasn't his, his immediate father. He was his ancestral father. Remember David, Solomon, Rehoboam, and on the list goes on down. Um, but uh, Josiah's father was Amon, and his grandfather was Manasseh. Mm -hmm. And they were evil kings. He had an evil, his father was an evil king. His grandfather was an evil king. But when he took over at the age of eight, he didn't go that route. Yeah. And so the text reads on, verse, th three. verse three. Mm -hmm. 
in the eighth year of his reign. So he's now 16, right? He's 16 now. Mm -hmm. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, I just want to put these ladies aside with y'all here so you don't miss this. Remember, Rehoboam became king at 41. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he decided to go evil route. Right. Josiah became king at the age of eight. eight. <laughs> right, right. A young man. Yeah. He still had more sense. And at the age of 16, <laughs> the text tells us he seeks God. Right. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes it takes a young folks <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, to lead us, right? Hey, yes. Ain't that something, y'all? <laughs> yeah. And he, at the age of 16, while he was still young, he sought God. Mm -hmm. And great things happened under his kingship. And, and we're going to see that in our next point. And so the third thing that we must do is I must demolish the idols of my old heart. I must demolish the idols of my whole old heart. I must, the first was, I must prepare my heart to receive the new travelers. I must seek God with all my heart. And then I must demolish the idols of my old heart. Look what it says in 2 Chronicles 34 and 3. It reads on here about Josiah. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. In the 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherah poles, and idols. Yeah. So here's this young man. Cleaning house. Cleaning house. <laughs> his father and grandfather were evil kings. They were worshiping idols. Yeah. And he, this young man, it says in the 12th year of his reign, which means he's now 20, because he became king at eight. He's 20 years old, cleaning house, getting rid of the old idols. Yep. The relics of the idols, the, the, the things that they were worshiping that weren't God and everything that was attached to it. And so we must remove our, our old gods from our lives if we're going to receive the new travelers. Right. So those things that uh, are associated with our old gods, those old travelers, we got to get rid of those idols. Idols being things we're depending on for our happiness and our fulfillment, you know? And, and let me give you an example of how we can, we, we should, and maybe how we don't get rid of the old idols. Let me give you an example. If you look at an old picture of your sinful days, <laughs> you look at an old picture of your sinful days and you're bragging about the days. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when I was, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Essentially, you're bragging about how great a sinner you were. Yep. That's an idol. That's an idol. You, you, you still haven't gotten rid of it. If, and if you're doing that, you need to consider if anything has really changed yeah. in you. Because you're bragging about your old idols. Yeah. Uh, those old things that made that, that brought you happiness and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong, 
right? You're glorying in something that was in opposition to God. You're looking at this old picture of your sinful days and you go like, oh yeah, I was something bad. Ooh, I was, you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You are glorying over the, the time when you was in opposition to God and it's making you feel good. Right. Something is wrong. And we really need to check ourselves. Look what it says here in Romans 6, 5 and 6. Christ died and we have been joined with him by dying too. So we will also be joined with him by rising from the dead as he did. We know that our old life died with Christ on the cross so that our sinful selves would have no power over us and we would not be slaves to sin. So that's very clear. The old life, the old self died with Christ. We are resurrected new and we should not be still trapped or slaves to the old ways, the old life. Mm -hmm. And that old life should not be giving us joy like that as we reflect on it. Something's not right. We can't glory in the old life. We need to glory in the new life. And this is what we need to do to prepare for the new travelers. Because if we don't do this and get rid of those old things, Mm -hmm. then when the new travelers come, they're not going to have a place to sit. Right, right. Y'all, the plane's going to be full. (laughs) Y'all get this? Yeah. Here here comes in a new traveler. And again, we're going to talk about the new traveler's next message. A new traveler that came from the new heart God gave us, from the spirit that God gave, put in us. And then this new stuff like holiness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. comes in. And and he's talking to uh, a slander. Yeah, there's no room. And and holiness is telling slander, you in my seat. You're in my seat. Uh, you know, you need, you, this is my seat. Right. And then um, the, 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 the captain, because it's no longer, you haven't really given God control of it, right. tells holiness, you can't sit here. Yeah, you're on the wrong plane. You're on the wrong plane. <laughs> right. That's because our heart is not really given. And we got to get rid of that stuff so when God gives us a new traveler, there's a seat waiting for the traveler in our hearts. Yeah. We've already made room for. We're prepared. We're already prepared. And now God can come in and we can make those travelers and give, relegate the others to second class and give the new travelers first class seats in our hearts. That's what we need to do. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. 
I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. I told y'all some time ago, I gotta tell y'all this story again, it just came to mind. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know, I was, I don't know, eight or nine years old, and our parents told us not to cuss, and I was trying to hold on, y'all, I was trying. Oh, I was trying. One day, the kids, we was hanging out, we were hanging out, doing something, and somebody did something that made me mad. And all of a sudden, bleep, 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 bleep came out of my mouth. And I, I, fe I, I felt a little bad about it. I was still angry, but I kind of felt a little bad because, you know, that wasn't my thing. In fact, they used to tease me because I didn't cuss. But when I did that, they started having a party, started celebrating. Y'all hear Rob? Did y'all hear Rob? <laughs> Rob cussing, y'all. Rob cussing. They, they made a party of me cussing. Thank you for listening. 